you and I tell each other, we love each other. When one of us walks out the door, when one of us hangs up the phone, when we go to bed, whenever we think it's necessary, but whenever we see each other's presence, we don't know what might happen. Always make sure to tell each other we love each other. We make sure that this last thing we say to each other. Mm, wow, don't, don't ever miss that. I don't know if you heard uh, Trisha cl- uh, clearly there, but she was saying, I think through some tears, maybe with more of a story than we even heard there about don't ever leave, don't ever part, don't ever walk away without that uh, tender touch of love because you never know, you may not see each other again. That sound uh, negative? Mm, well, it's uh, not negative, it's reality because someday that may very likely happen and has happened, maybe to many, and you know. And so every moment... Cherish it. We're talking marriage today on this uh, very eve of uh, Christmas Eve. We're getting so close to this very special weekend. And I hope you got some great plans. And in in the planning, uh, I heard our pastor make a statement last Sunday with, by the way, beautiful uh, Christmas presentation last Sunday. But he made the statement that the real theme of, of Christmas is the manger. I mean, that's really the centerpiece. And that really struck me. And I was telling my wife, Donna, after we left church, you know, we put other decorations in our homes and things. I wonder if any, do we have mangers in our homes? I mean, a manger really should be the centerpiece. I mean, that's a reminder of what Christmas is all about. The birth of our Savior, God becoming man, all these wonderful songs that you hear on the radio that are played, uh, pointing us uh, to Christ. But I hope you have a great, uh, a great weekend, a safe weekend, and and while the gifts are fun and all of that, don't pressure yourself to a point of missing out on what the true meaning is. Make sure the manger is at the centerpiece, Christ in that manger, the centerpiece of this Christmas weekend. Dr. Randy here, uh, and we're going to continue our discussion on this topic of marriage that we had from earlier in the week. And we had so many wonderful calls. You know, we had Sarah and Chris call, and they gave some beautiful stories. I remember Chris, who talked to us earlier in the week, about how she used to go to bed every night and her last words to her husband were complaints. You know, she complained about all the things that didn't get done. And then at the end of the call, she mentioned, you know, we both filed for divorce at one point and then really dug our heels in and said, no way, this isn't going to happen. And now they're praying together, thanking the Lord together. And after, I think she said 48 years, 47 years, um, how their marriage is just a beautiful picture of what God can do. And so that's what we've been asking for. We got some calls lined up and some who've left the messages with us will play today as well. And I hope you'll listen because this is a time to focus on the importance of your marriage because after the holidays, after Christmas, you know, it kind of brings out this time of year what's that, whatever's in the marriage because it's stressful. It's like the tea bag in hot water. Once you put it in the hot water, it comes out whatever's in it. You put it in cold water, you know, the regular time of the year, the rest of the year, uh, it doesn't come out quite as quickly, but here it really comes out with all the stress of family and all the expectations and so on. And so we want to give you some hope for your marriage uh, and help today. All right, let me go to the uh, phone call first here. And uh, T'Challa is on the line from Arizona. Hi there, how are you? I'm good, Dr. Randy, how are you? Good, appreciate your call. Tell me a little bit about what you've, what you've learned about marriage that, uh, that has helped. I have learned that it is much better to have those difficult conversations of being in not, not in being, a, being in disagreement 
mm-hmm. than to try and hold on to that and deal with that some other way, which generally doesn't always work out very well. Well, that ends up being kind of the passive-aggressive thing, doesn't it, in marriage? That's exactly what that is. Yeah. How has how that shown up in your marriage when, when you kind of have stuffed it in the past? What happens at some point is that something else happens after the incident or circumstance and versus doing what the Bible says, which is to keep no record of wrongdoing. Suddenly what you did prior and what you did prior to that, all of that begins to come to the surface. It, it sounds it's very much like what you were just talking about when you put a tea bag in hot water. Mm-hmm. All of what's in it comes out. Yeah. Yeah. So all of a sudden the real issue is over there from many days ago or months or years ago, and it's showing up here in the relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. And so how did, did you guys come to an agreement or did you just start saying, Hey, we need to talk things out or how do you handle it when there's difficult conversations? Uh, the first thing that I do is I generally ask God, is this okay for me to have this conversation with her now? And then I approach her in a, can we talk about this now, or is this a good time for you to talk about this, or can we talk about this at a later date? That kind of gives her the ability to say yes, no, or later, and it kind of takes some of the steam out of whatever it is that is or isn't going on at that time. So timing is important. And timing is essential. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because if you do it in the middle of your emotions, you're probably going to say something you wish you hadn't. Uh, it's like those emails you wish you could withdraw after 30 seconds and they tell you you can't do it any longer. <laughs> yeah, the minute you send, it's over. Yeah, exactly. So uh, did you learn this the hard way or the easy way? I learned this the hard way. <laughs> so how long have you been married now? 18 years. And how's it going for you now? Outstanding. Hmm. Is your wife pretty good when she has difficult conversations to, to bring them up or schedule time as well? We have, we have both gotten better. Um, we've had some, at the beginning of our, our marriage, there was infidelity on my part. And that, of course, kind of set a precedence for things that needed to happen hmm. moving into the future. But we have grown to be able to stop and say that there are some things about what's happening between us or something that took place that I'm not really clear about or I'm not happy about. And we can actually verbalize that without getting into the height of our emotions. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happens. Emotions, um, when they run amok, can can create a real problem in a marriage because things get said or not said that need to be communicated in a healthy way and it creates a, a serious problem. So... Uh, great advice. Anything else? Anything else for men listening that uh, you've learned? Uh, for men, probably the one thing that I've learned more than anything else is that it really is okay to admit when you're not okay. Mm. That, that wearing our emotions on our sleeves means that I'm not a man. The world has it incorrectly defined or helped us to define what manhood looks like. And it isn't what the world says it looks like. It really is okay to say, I'm not okay. And if you need to take a moment to back away from everything, to gather together your composure and to reapproach and reassess 
It really is okay. Not necessarily easy, but it really is okay. Hey, listen, you, you've got a lot of wisdom. Where'd you learn that from? <laughs> I, as, as I tell people, listen, if you haven't dealt with all of what I talk about, just keep living. You, it'll happen. <laughs> all right. Very good. Well, hey, you got uh, good Christmas plans for this coming weekend? Uh, actually, my wife and I are going to be taking a trip to minister to some people that we know in Dallas, Texas, and then take care of some personal issues as we drive back from Dallas back to uh, Arizona. Well, you have a safe trip, wonderful Christmas ministry, and um, keep sharing. you got a lot of wisdom that uh, men in particular could learn from you, so keep sharing it, brother. I'm humbled and honored to be of service. Merry Christmas to you and yours. God bless you. Thank you. Life, life uh, sounds like maybe life beat him up a little bit, and uh, T'Challa's learned to communicate that wisely. You know how many... You know how many marriages could have been or could be yet saved if you just practice what he just said? Instead of burying your feelings or burying issues, you get them out on the table um, and have a process. Now, sometimes every, every personality is different. Some people are not good at confronting issues. And so if you have to have a really highly structured environment to do that, you know, every Wednesday night we get together with the kids or in bed and we schedule an hour and we have a little agenda of things we want to talk about or whatever works for you or talking with your pastor or getting with a counselor or being in a support group, but find a, a, a medium that works for you to learn to communicate, to deal with some of the issues that sometimes can get uh, buried easily in marriage. Let's take a break. Jennifer, are you ready to go? We'll be right back. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. A lot of us have people in our families that don't know Jesus. But did you know that even Jesus had family members who rejected him? That's why Dr. Randy Carlson is offering you his teachings on this, where you'll learn how to sustain a relationship with family members who don't share your faith in God. If you missed an opportunity to give during our year-end fundraiser, you can give now and have your gift matched and doubled by generous friends of the ministry. We'll automatically deliver this month's exclusive teaching and other intentional living tools directly to your inbox every month. Give right now and you'll also receive the Names of God calendar, where each month features a different name of God, beautiful scenery, and a description of the meaning of God's name for that month. Your monthly support helps people live an intentional life in Christ. Call 888-888-1717 today or visit TheIntentionalLife.com. That's TheIntentionalLife.com. And, you know, I want to thank you for those of you who this uh, last week in particular leading up here to this Christmas weekend have taken the time to uh, support the ministry of intentional living. You know, there's lots of needs in the world. We understand that. I do. Uh, but we're playing a part that I think is important, using communication uh, through online, through digital, through on the radio, through our events, conferences, and resources to teach a very important principle. God is intentional. 
And he's the one that does the saving. We don't. But our option is, as a follower of Christ, how we're going to live. And we can either choose to live an unintentional life of mediocrity and um, getting along, getting by, or we can choose to live an intentional life, thrive in our relationships, not out of perfection, but out of a decision that says, I choose to live this way. You know, we only get one shot at this thing of life. Don't waste your life, as John Piper said in one of his books. Don't waste our lives. And it's easy to do that. And so wherever you are, our encouragement is to help you look at 2023 coming up and say, uh, instead of having 2023 run my life, I'm going to choose with God's help to set the agenda for this next year and then do it, follow through. And every day doing the next right one thing. And we'll walk with you with intentional living. We'll be here through our resources every month. All the things that we have planned. By the way, we got conferences coming up in, in April. I haven't mentioned, first time uh, mentioning that we'll be back with our marriage conferences. I'll be uh, doing date nights in Michigan, Michigan in April. And so listen for those coming up. Um, but you're helping allow us to do these things. And you, we're a month or a week away from the end of this year, uh, uh, our calendar year. And we have some friends of the ministry who are saying, let's get this thing closed strong. They're matching everything right now that comes in dollar for dollar. Uh, I don't have the, the report in front of me today, but I think probably we're around uh, um, seven or $8,000 left in that matching pool. That means everything coming in will be matched, be doubled up to that amount, uh, and then help us close out this year or next week. Boy, we need your help. So if you could share a love gift before Christmas, we'd appreciate it. Just go to theintentionallife.com, theintentionallife.com, or call, use the number, 888-888-1717. And um, I, I don't know if some of our staff are here on this busy weekend day or not, but you know what, if they're not, just sh- uh, shift over and go online and give your gift quickly at theintentionallife.com. All right, we're talking marriage and one thing in marriage that makes a difference. Let's go to Kristen in Florida. Um, no, in New Mexico. I'm sorry, uh, New Mexico. What, what's your one thing, uh, Kristen? Go ahead. My one thing is the power of prayer. Um, my husband and I were also recently separated, and we got back together about two weeks ago, and I just feel truly just, I just prayed and prayed, and I feel like no matter what, God can change the hearts of anybody. I don't know her situation or why the separation occurred, but I truly feel that the power of prayer got us through our separation and brought us back together. Mm. Are you guys... Um Following up with some counseling, trying to work through some issues together? We are, yes, yes. And I think that was definitely helpful for both of us Mm. as well. You know, sometimes a break, sometimes uh, kind of a, wow, I call it an oh-no moment in a marriage. Like, oh no, you know, hey, we got to wake up to something here. Gives an opportunity for real growth. And that's what our prayer is for you. Sounds like that's the path you guys have chosen. Yes. It is, and thank you. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Kristen, and I hope you have an, uh, you. a beautiful Christmas. You as well. Thank, thank you. you, and I'll be praying for Allie. All right. Thank you, Kristen. Appreciate it. Uh, we're talking one thing, marriage, uh, and uh, we get s- some of these are spots that uh, I've had a chance to talk to people or they leave them on our comment line, which, by the way, our comment line is a source of a lot of what we like to share. We believe in intentional living. We're better together. And I think of the verse in Ecclesiastes 4 that says two are better than one because they have a better return for their work. 
And when we hear your stories of what God's teaching you, uh, we kind of put that into the pot of saying, hey, we're learning from each other. We're in this journey together. We're not perfect, but we're choosing to be more intentional in our life or in our marriage. And uh, you're helping others when you share those uh, stories with us, like Abigail did uh, from Arizona. My intentional choice in my marriage has been to love my husband unconditionally, to really show him that love that Christ showed us. And no matter if I'm frustrated or I'm angry or we've had a fight or we've had a disagreement, that I'm still going to do the little things that matter most to not only him, but to me, making sure that there is, you know, coffee ready in the morning. You know, I do make my best efforts to make sure that there's dinner ready when he comes home and being able to do all those little things regardless of the day that I've had or regardless of how I'm feeling about him or towards him, making sure that that unconditional love is very evident. Um, in the Bible, it says, you know, the greatest of these is love. And to be able to be joint one with my husband, I think that being able to show that unconditional love is something that not only helps the teens remember to stay closer to God and to, you know, be Christ-like, but I think it also shows my husband that, you know, no matter what happens, no matter what he does, no matter what we're going through at that moment, that I'm someone he can count on and that I'm kind of a soft place to land. Not only secures my marriage, but that enriches my marriage in a very positive way. Redeemer. Father. My refuge. The ways we describe God may change depending on what we're facing. Teacher. My shepherd. But one thing remains constant. God is always near you 365 days a year. And Intentional Living has a reminder of God's constant presence in your life that we'd like to share with you. When you support Intentional Living with a gift of $30 a month or a single gift of $365, we'll say thank you with the 2023 Names of God calendar. Each month shares a different name of God, beautiful scenery, and a description of the meaning of God's name for that month. Your support of Intentional Living continues to provide daily hope and encouragement. And the Names of God calendar will remind you that God is with you all year long. You can give now at The Intentional Life com or call triple eight triple eight seventeen seventeen. Can you imagine the meeting when the family got together, Mary and Joseph and Jesus and his siblings, and it was announced and discussed that their oldest brother Jesus was actually the Son of God? I mean, that's a real life issue. It must have come up, and obviously it was some sort of an issue in the relationship as we see later that most of his siblings rejected him and ridiculed him. And yet there's some things that we can learn in that relationship that'll help us in our relationship with our own siblings and with those in our family that sometimes we find more difficult to get along with. Do you have siblings? Hey, it's Christmas weekend, right? Do you have siblings maybe or family members who ridicule you, reject you, ignore you? Uh, you just feel like you're outside the circle, you know, you're not on the inside. Um, pretty number of reasons, a lot of competition that can happen. Maybe you have uh, siblings that have been, quote, less successful or, quote, more successful than you. Come on now, let's just be honest, that can create tension. Better this, better that, more recognition this and that, and it can happen in relationships. And imagine for a moment, just, just the earthly moment of recognition of Jesus, who is uh, ministering, impacting people, healing people. Um, he's God in flesh. And yet he's your half-brother. Like James. James was a half-brother of Jesus. And we know the encounter that Jesus had with James in 1 Corinthians 15. Was that the point of change in his life? Maybe before? I don't know. But I do know this. 
that the, the scripture records that his brothers rejected him, ridiculed him. We know of two that came to him, but others not so much. We don't hear about the sisters for sure. But, you know, there's a question of how did Jesus respond? And in the lesson this month for December, for our intentional living community, I take three snapshots. I look in the window of three events of Jesus' encounter with his siblings. And how did he respond to these people? Billions have accepted him over the years. Billions on the planet today are followers of Christ. And yet those closest, his own siblings, rejected him. Is that true? Many times those closest to you reject you. You know, families have a unique dynamic I wrote a whole book on this called The Cain and Abel Syndrome, How to Get Along with Your Adult Siblings. And so in the lesson this month, to give you some insight uh, from Scripture on how Jesus responded to these difficult relationships, it'll be helpful to you. Watch for that. You've received it by now if you're a member of Intentional Living. Uh, It comes mid-month, video, audio. Next month, it's going to be on picking a word for 2023, one word to help sort of be an umbrella, a guidance for you in this next year. I I talk about how to set that one word. So if you're not a member, come and be a part of the community. You're doing a practical thing in supporting the ministry, helping us continue on here at year end. But also we want to send you this beautiful calendar, the Names of God calendar for your monthly support and also uh, our ongoing teaching every month. How do I do all this? Well, it's Christmas weekend. Staff are pretty busy, but you can go online right now and uh, join us. Go to theintentionallife.com, theintentionallife.com. Big big plans for Christmas this weekend? Some of you know that I have the uh, fortunate or unfortunate <laughs> uh, that I actually am born on December 25th. It's my birthday. There's a few of us. What are the odds? One out of 365 days, I guess. Uh, But I was born actually on Christmas morning. Um, And when I was a little kid, that was a big deal, you know. But now as as I'm a little bit older and you're not as excited about every birthday, Christmas has a new dynamic. I say, let's keep the focus where it belongs. Not on me, not on my number, please. Okay. But anyway, uh, special time. We're we're, we're glad to be alive and uh, being able to minister. Talking about marriage, let's get back to some of our comment calls coming in. John from Michigan um, is joining us. Hey, John, welcome welcome to the show. What's your one thing? Well, my wife came, uh, came from a very dysfunctional family, and her parents were married four times uh, to different spouses. And uh, when we were getting ready to get married, she didn't want to get married because she didn't want the same thing. And the thing that I told her, and she told me this the other day, is what she remembered. I said, you got to remember, it's just a piece of paper. That's all it is. But what we're doing is we're putting our life in Christ, and he's going to take care of us. And it's worked this entire time. There's been there's been good times, and there's been bad times. But Christ has always been in the center. So what do you do when you have conflicts, when you have disagreements, when you're thinking, wow, this is a bad day? Well, uh, to be very honest, I used to drink. But I don't any longer. Now I put my faith in Christ. I come from a long line of alcoholics, and it's been difficult, but I'm winning the battle. So when I have a bad time, what I normally do is I normally call a friend. Because I know that if I let this fester, it's just going to cause me to drink. And that's the thing that I do. 
and my wife. My wife is my best friend. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I've got other friends that know where I'm at and know my situation and constantly pray for me. Good for you. Hey, listen, and I hope that during this season, John, a lot of stress, you know, and I think sometimes people will turn to substances and things to get through the stress of the holidays. Pray that you'll find uh, continued success with that. Uh, and thanks for sharing with us as well. Uh, he, he mentioned his wife was his best friend. You know, the, the research is very clear that the marriages that last feel that the spouses feel that each other, they're best friends. It's just not, you know, just not married or raising kids or co-parenting or all that, which is important, but there's a friendship that really is a part of that relationship. And so if you're not working on that, I hope you will. All right. We're going to run out of time here quickly. Let me go to Vivian in Michigan with uh, one thing. Go, go, uh, go right ahead, Vivian. Accept it. Explain. How does that work? Um, I've been married 15 years, and I accept my husband for who he is, not who I expect him to be. Um, I'm married to an autistic man who is the most amazing person I've ever met in my entire life. And he loves the Lord as he loves me. And I just, I don't, I accept who he is and the fact that he's not like everybody else. And I can't expect him to be like everybody else. And I accept the way the Lord is working in him and what he's able to do. And I really just accept in myself too who I am and not who everybody wants me to be. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, if we just really accept who our spouses are as themselves and not who we want them to be, mm-hmm. I think it does change things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really does. Thank you, Vivian. I hope you have a great Christmas, by the way. That about wraps it up. We don't have time for the other callers today. Sorry about that, but I want to thank each of you for joining us. And I want to thank my team here who has been so faithful during this Christmas week helping out Gino uh, for making sure we stay up on Facebook, making me look pretty up there, Gino. Got the lighting all right, makeup, all that kind of stuff. Not helping much, is it, my friend? (laughs) Thank you, Amy, for helping out. Steven has uh, been off this week, uh, but Amy stepped up to help out. Thank you. And for Jennifer, thank you, as always, for your help. And I hope you guys all have a great great weekend and great Christmas as well. And uh, we'll be back again next week. I'll be older, but that's okay. <laughs> am I am I ruminating on my problem here? I guess I guess I am. But uh, we'll have a great weekend anyway. Uh, and you know what? Um, remember what the focus of this weekend is. We don't know. December twenty fifth is the day that Jesus was born. There's no record of that. And so as we remember that date today, what's more important than a date on a calendar is that we pause to think about this Advent in terms of Jesus, who is God, coming to become flesh. And it was through his birth. See, it's not the baby, but it's the Easter celebration that we're going to be having in a few months that made the difference. He comes, virgin birth, God in flesh, lived his life and then gave himself for us as a sacrifice and so that should be a focus that remembering that christmas the celebration of christ's birthday would have very little significance in world history if it were not for what happened at easter which we'll celebrate in a few months with that i hope you have a great weekend and a merry christmas